If the love doesn't feel like nine days, nine days on me, Shan, how we say, I don't want it. how we say, I don't want it. If the love doesn't feel like nine days, nine days on me, Byron, how we say, how we say, I don't want it. Shan, one wish, 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 one wish. One wish. Welcome, welcome, welcome to 90s RB University, educating the miseducated on all things 90s rhythm and blues. <laughs> Did you miss us? Because we oh, missed goodness. y'all. We have. <laughs> <laughs> you know who it is. It's your boy, Vita Professor, and I'm here with the chick with the braids and the escalade. <laughs> oh, we're in oh today. Shan be looking along with the chocolate skin, <laughs> but she ain't trifling. What's going on, Shan? How you feeling? <laughs> oh, I am great. I am great. I can catch my breath right about now. <laughs> I am energized because we see. haven't been with y'all I in see. a couple of weeks. And it. oh, there was so much happening yes. <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. And I'm mm-hmm. so full of energy um (laughs) where to begin where to begin um how you been (laughs) let's start there i have been just dancing all over the house to beyonce's brand new track break my soul listen listen you know just Pride weekend went down mm-hmm. and it was just good just to release my wiggle, release the stress, <laughs> release the love, forget the rest. <laughs> I ain't releasing my job though. They're going to have to release me. You're not quitting the job just job. yet? Not no, just yet? No, no. <laughs> after I paid that money for that box, that mystery box. <laughs> I got to get my money back up. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, hell no. But so, the rest of it is all good. And I've been uh, dancing all around the house mm-hmm, to that. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> perfect so what, timing. What were your thoughts on this song when she released this song? No, I, I loved it. You know, mm-hmm. I love it. It's a throwback to uh, house music. Yes. I know that everybody uh, is, is kind of moving into the house world right now, mm-hmm. the house realm. But uh, something different about when Beyonce does it. So, it is. It is. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. And I, I dig that she's hearkening back to the days of uh, Crystal Waters Mm -hmm. and Robin S and, you know, just 100% pure love is spelled every time I hear that song. So (laughs) (laughs) I have no problems and I can't wait to hear the rest of the album, July 29th, y'all. Mark the calendars. I'm excited for it. You know, when I first heard the song, instantly I thought of Robin S. Mm, Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's us. A little slow yeah, down. Yeah, definitely a sample. Yeah, slow yeah, down. Slow Shout down out to the dream. Yes. Shout out to the dream for that one. Yes, mm-hmm. he always comes through with a hot Beyonce track. So. And I'm loving this direction <laughs> that she's going yeah. in. You know, I'm curious to see what the rest gonna sound like. I needed a break from trap Beyonce. I will say that. I hope that <laughs> we get a full break, but you know, <laughs> a, full, a full break, a full yeah. album break. Yeah, I like what y'all like. <laughs> I like what I like. <laughs> but, you know, I think I got a new foundation. <laughs> so hopefully yes, this yes. is a whole new foundation for a new sound. Foundations from the and vibrations. Yes, right. That's right. Um, 
we could go on and on about that song. We can. But we have other. We got other fish to fry. <laughs> Are you ready to get this to this July. verse? Oh yeah. Are you ready is. to get to this verse? <laughs> oh, um, so so the the pre battle. <laughs> that never wanted to end. It was forever. I believe this was supposed to be like an hour. That's what I yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two and a half hours later. <laughs> they were still going. If I hear one wish, one more time, <laughs> Shan, I had no idea how impactful this song was to I the generation of new singers. Did you? No. I mean, I, you know, I've always saw the memes, it. you know, of, you know, Ray J singing in the rain and all that stuff, but the song itself, not at all. Well, who knew this was the, the gold standard <laughs> for this generation <laughs> of singers? Um, but but now, having experienced <laughs> this, this unsung, uh, I feel like this song gave confidence to people who should have never it gave a lot gotten of confidence. a record deal. <laughs> no, some of these people. Oh, a lot mm. of confidence. Mm. You have been, you are blessed. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly blessed. <laughs> but but everybody, I mean, Ray J couldn't get a word in Not to sing his own all. own song. I mean, till our baby's born, till our baby's born, <laughs> till our baby's born. <laughs> I mean, from Sammy in the beginning, like he was already on 2500 when he started the show. When did when did Sammy get so mean? I he love so Sammy, vicious. and I know that we have some so loyal vicious. listeners who are part of the Sammy family. I love Sammy. Y'all know my history with Sammy. I never I, knew. Door Sammy growing up. Yes. Um, Lord knows I do. But the audacity. Yes. <laughs> to go out there. of saying that you are responsible for the careers of Bobby V. I and was Ray like, J. wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's just ignorant. Mm-mm. That means you did not do your history and you do not know your research. For real. And I'm so, so glad that Bobby said, let's let's squash this right now and put on Blackberry Molasses. Yes, I was so <laughs> glad he started with that song. Yeah. Cause because like like me, you was in the single digits mm-hmm. <laughs> when this song came out. You ain't even <laughs> Maybe have one a year above. Yeah, you were still in class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do it, do it. Uh, your yeah, algebra. So I'm glad he really started with that. Um, other other comments, plenty of concerns, but you know, <laughs> I, I'll leave. The, I'll open the floor to you. Talk about the pre-battle. <laughs> it was just a lot. It was so much that was happening that you couldn't even focus on the songs at hand that yeah. happened during the pre-verse. The pre-verse, and everybody. Everybody was I just trying to one up everyone. Pleasure P yeah. was working my nerves. I'm like, okay, we get it. Everyone was so braggadocious. Yes. To the point where it became like disrespectful. It was extremely <laughs> disrespectful. And not just to each other, but to their own legacies, mm-hmm. right? So my thing is. If you are not going to respect your beginnings as a member of a group, mm-hmm. like don't even bother playing those songs. Exactly. Like if you're gonna brag about how you wrote for everybody, <laughs> or how you didn't need them, or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever the words were thrown out of there, um, just don't even touch it. Then then just uh ride off the strength of your own solo songs yeah. if that's gonna be the case. You know what I mean? Three. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. It was only three yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, I will say 
that what people didn't notice is that Bobby Valentino won that whole pre-battle based oh, on humility, based on composure, mm-hmm. based on the nostalgia of it. He gave you a lesson really <laughs> throughout did. his entire song choice. Really and did. just the talent. Only one up there actually playing an instrument. Yes, that part. <laughs> I was so excited for that. Yeah. Like, y'all missed it. <laughs> Bobby V was schooling y'all <laughs> on his entire uh history from from group to solo artist and success that he's had in both of those fronts so unfortunately the chaos just overshadowed it was it was, it was crazy it was crazy and and you know I, oh. I, I i had no words i was like and i was like why am i sitting here two and a half hours later and it's still and they st- and they still sing in one wish <laughs> poor ray j they just didn't give that man poor any ray respect j. at all you know, and, and Ray J, you know, we don't talk about that. But, uh, <laughs> blaming the baby, look at him. He blamed yeah, the baby. Yeah, we blaming the baby. And, you know, and Brandy shaking her head in the back because they done learned better than that. Yes, yes. <laughs> I could only imagine the conversation in the car after this versus. Yeah. All right. So so let's go. <laughs> let's, let's move on because we have all day to talk about this. This whole episode in itself, is mm-hmm. it not? Um. The battle, the battle, <laughs> the main event, once oh, it finally Jesus. came on <laughs> at close to midnight on the East Coast. Ooh, it was late. <laughs> um, I will say this. <laughs> I sat here and told y'all. I'm not one to say I told y'all so. But I sat on this show called 90s R&B University and I tried to tell y'all <laughs> that Mario was that dude. <laughs> I really did. And people were very adamant about no, you know, Amarion got it. He's the king. He he got all the songs. He got the ice box and he got the touch mm-hmm. and all that. Yes, he he does. Yes, he does. And he got the moves. But Mario is cut from a different different cloth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Completely. And we got to see it all unravel on oh, that yeah. stage. Clearly, there was a winner. It was amazing. <laughs> it was yeah. amazing. And I will yeah. say this, that vocal talent, like if you have pure vocal talent, it's going to be just an entertainer every single time. You know, unless you, you know, are talented enough to be able to do both. But if you're yeah. just relying just on entertainment alone, when somebody who is a vocal powerhouse comes out, they are going to blow you out of the water every single time. They don't have to do all the dancing. They don't have to have all the background. They don't have to have any of that. All they have to do is sit there and sing, and that is exactly what Mario did at that versus. Yeah, um, Mario oh, Marion brought all the theatrics, everything, the kitchen sink. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Even the clowns from Rise. Remember that? <laughs> I remember that. Oh my gosh! I was like, where did he um, come from? Yeah, even the clowns. Um, he he brought Tank out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that didn't work because Mario made his own version Look, of their, their little song. <laughs> Mario slid in and hit that little run. I was done. I was yeah. done. Tank he was brought, like, all right, time for me to he go. brought his brother, brought Orion, brought watermelons. The watermelon man. It, it, it was chaotic. It was it chaotic. It was just too much. But what he didn't bring <laughs> was the vocals. And it was bad enough that the the audio was not up at the beginning yeah, so you could yeah. really hear what was lacking um again it goes back to not being gracious i mean mm-hmm. he was 
very, very uh, firm and like, oh, uh, I didn't need those guys back in the day. You know, that, that kind of mentality. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's why if, if you were on social media, you saw a lot of essays and theses being uh, posted <laughs> from J-Boog and from Rasby oh and gosh. from Lopez because they washed their hands with, with this unbothered person. Um, J-Boog and you a whole dissertation. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's the whole... Forget unbothered coming out December 13th. I need to read J-Boog. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Bothered. Hey, bothered. But but then Omari, I thought it was a good idea to bring uh, uh Jeremiah up there. Oh my gosh. Oh my Who, Jesus. Yeah. You know, the worst was the, just horrible. <laughs> oh, horrible. I mean, even Mario was like, just stop. Just stop. Yeah. Yeah. He said, Don't do it. Don't do it to and your he career. Did it. And he did and it. And he did it anyway. And was confident had roses. Went and got so a bouquet confident. of roses to pass out. Wee. Like he knew I was gonna kill him. How he sound. Yeah, but but it's kind of always been that way. But still, <laughs> <laughs> you got to hear it. Y'all got to hear it um, without the studio. Yeah, but but overall, the the tension was so thick for the entire evening. Mm-hmm. Like this was, I was more tense than watching the rap battles on <laughs> verses. Because I really thought somebody was going to throw blows at this thing. Because the way that they were coming down on each other and Mario even calling the screen, the Millennium Tour raggedy and all this yeah. other, like, yeah. there were a lot of jabs being thrown. That wasn't R&B. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was a, it was disgraceful. <laughs> it was really disgraceful. <laughs> and made me uncomfortable. Um, but if we had to go down to the, the, root, the heart of the show, which is verses and mm-hmm. the music, Mario, Mario, oh, Mario. Down. Hands down. I mean, you know, I I text you when he sang Chick with the Braids. (laughs) Uh, High school me ran around the (laughs) room. Yeah, that song. Absolutely. Anything that he sang from the first album, anything Mm -hmm. he sang. Because Mario was so great that songs you didn't know. Yeah. He won that round. He did have to go back and revisit Mario's catalog because he has some cuts in here. He he threw in some new songs. He has some cuts. And still won. Absolutely. So, and my, and Omarion was singing some songs we had never heard before, and it just didn't register. Just didn't hit. No matter what he brought to the table, and to even come at his face and say that <laughs> Mario doesn't have any like national hits. Mm-mm-mm. Did you not hear "Let Me Love You"? <laughs> exactly. Because Mario just reminded you. <laughs> he did. Mario has a and lot of hits. And I was definitely reminded about like how yeah. many during the verses. Yeah. But let me tell you, my personal highlight is when he sang Crying Out For Me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It Another was, one that's incredible. It was over. It was, yeah. I mean, it was, it was already over, but it was over, over <laughs> at that point. Yeah, it was, like, yeah that, was, that was the closed casket. It was. It was. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. I knew once Amarion yeah. came out with Touch, first of all, I was so upset that he sang that or he performed that song so early because it's such a I didn't great even hear. You song. You said he sang Entourage. I, he did. I missed that was like the third I song. It. That was like the third I song he it. did. I don't know what I was doing. But, but once it. Touch went downhill, it was just, I knew, I knew that there was no coming back from that. Yeah, because that, that should have been the final song. Mm-hmm. If anything, or but pick it, it me was... up or something, but that was just 
Mm-mm. It, it was it was a it was a sad night for <laughs> everyone <was>. but Mario. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know Mario's price has definitely gone up since this versus. Yeah, you know they're doing a show. Um, well, they are they're touring or they're going out oh, on yeah, the road. A few July, shows with July yeah with um it's Mario mm-hmm. and it's Omarion's Pleasure P. So mm-hmm. you know I, I'm sure they're shuffling around the the headline <laughs> the headlining spot. Yes, <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would renegotiate my contract because Mario's yeah. gonna shut it down. He's gonna shut yeah. it down. Move that, yeah. I see who's in the center of the poster. <laughs> Move that over. <laughs> right, I, move I can't wait to on. see what the Z Hive has to say about Ooh, that. So please chime in, Z Hive, because there's a lot to cover there that we just can't touch upon. <laughs> um, we need a redo, <laughs> but not them. <laughs> and I don't need any more pre-battles. I think that's a horrible idea. That was the worst idea. I think if it was executed in the right way, it could have went. It would have been great. But yeah, it was. It was a mess. It, it was, was just. It was a mess. All right, but let's let's move on. Let's mm-hmm. move on. We had enough of the fellas. Let's go to the lady, <laughs> uh, Monica. Yes. She premiered her tiny desk concert last week. Mm-hmm. What did you think? You know, I thought it was great. Um, she sounded great. She looked great. I never knew that lace and cargo pants went together, but hey, Monica made it work. Shade. <laughs> There's no shade. There's no shade at all. She made it work. Like, I've never seen that combination before. It looked great. Um, the only thing I would say is that I was waiting on Don't Take It Personal. I wanted mm-hmm. to hear that song. I mean, being that that was like, you know, one of her debut singles, like I thought that she would, you know, perform that song and when she did not. Um, but otherwise, I loved it. I really did. Yeah. I thought it was nice. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was it was safe. It was nice. It was, Very, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it doesn't go down to me as like one of the greatest Tiny Desk concerts. Mm-hmm. I don't know where a desk, can they just put a desk on the screen somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> Just put a desk somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they have evolved so much, these tiny desks, oh, into these, these music videos, these short form concerts that are ain't a desk in sight, ain't a corner, nothing. Uh, but I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to Usher's for oh, real because I, I see he's that. back at the desk and he has his orchestra and all that yes. stuff. So I'm looking forward to that one. Um, but, you know, I love the way that Tiny Desk Concert acknowledges Black Music Month mm-hmm. and celebrates. So, um, did you like the new song, uh, Friends, that she sang? I thought it was cool. I thought or it was could cool. you have swapped that out with the I, song I probably would have swapped it out. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was cool. I love how she did that um, the nice stripped-down version of So Gone. I thought that was great. Yeah, so she had a great, yeah that was really cool. You know, a, lot of great, um, a lot of great hits in there that she performed. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> leave it to your girl Brandy to, <laughs> on the same day, mm-hmm. <laughs> do her own little concert uh, and make her own big <laughs> announcement on <laughs> social media. Uh, Brandy is the newest acquisition to Motown Records, everybody. Mm-hmm. Congratulations <laughs> to her. Yeah, her first contract in 11 years. Hmm. Crazy, crazy. I wonder what made her, you know, sign with a major label after being like independent well, for so long. Well, you know, I think that there is something special about Motown yeah. to Brandy, you know, and being able to uh, carry on that legacy of those 
that incredible roster of artists that we all know, uh, Diana Ross and mm-hmm. <laughs> Temptations and Stevie Wonder and all, you know, Michael Jackson, everybody, you know. Um, I think that was enticing to her, but I'm sure they gave her a great, great deal. I'm sure she oh, yeah. able to retain uh, her own record label within that, her imprint in that and continue to make the music that she wants to make. She mm-hmm. made um, the announcement via uh, that awesome Colors performance yeah. of um, Rather Be off of B7. Um, shout out to Ethiopia, who's CEO over there in Motown. She's really rebuilding the house that Barry mm-hmm. Gordon built. And I can't wait for B8. I think gonna be the exciting. next album is going to be great. Yeah, with, with more support from a, a engine like Motown. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to see what happens. So congrats to Brandy. Yes, we love congrats. Yeah. So did you happen to catch Tales of a Bad Boy, a story of Troop? I did. I did. For you, I did. <laughs> I tuned in. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, I mean, Unsung already knew a lot of stuff from mm-hmm. the Unsung that they had, yeah. but it was cool that they got their own uh, documentary. Uh, it's on Tubi, y'all. Um, it was so interesting to me, though, that Steve mm-hmm. chose not to be in the documentary, but behind the camera as mm-hmm. a director. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, someone who... It, Again, as we keep on going back to the verses, who has had such a, a legacy after that group? Yeah, um, you know, I thought that he would want to be more in the forefront uh, and talk about how he he uh, shaped the group sound, but it focused uh, mostly on Rodney Benford, um, which I enjoyed hearing the perspective. But I was expecting to see the whole group. Well, in that they actually huh. did have each member. But they had mm. their own episode. Oh, so is that e- what's going on? Mm-hmm. So Steve okay. told his story. So every group, I mean, every member of the group, kind of had glad their you own told me that. version of of what happened with Troop. I'm glad you told me that because I thought it was one. Mm-mm. No, I thought it was okay. two at first, and so I was like, oh wait, there's more episodes. And so do they? Are they all available on Tubi? Please yes, get the audience they are. and me right. Great. Okay, they are I thought that was it. On Tubi. Okay. You know, I was literally like, that's it? <laughs> and that was my initial thoughts as well. Um, but what I, I really enjoyed that each member did get to tell their own story because sometimes, you know, when you're doing a documentary as a group and as a whole, it's all, it's kind of like swayed into one direction mm-hmm. um, of what's being said. So hearing each member go through their their own experience and, you know, say their different sides, you know, especially pertaining to Steve and how he was saying that uh, with him, he worked so hard on the production end and he was saying mm-hmm. like how when everyone else was out doing their thing, he was the one that was in a lab or he was the one studying, um, you know, under different artists and trying to learn, you know, a lot of the, the behind the scenes business mm-hmm. of production and writing and things like that to where some of the other members got jealous of him because he ended up getting, you know, different credits or writing for different mm-hmm. artists or producing for different artists outside of the group. It was a huge uh, beef, you know, between um, he and Alan, um, and that whole dynamic. So, yeah, I advise you to go back and yeah, check now out that the I know. other episodes because it's definitely eye-opening and um, the, the story that they told is, is very interesting. 
Well, shame on Tubi for not recommending next episode as I was watching. <laughs> but now that I know, I will definitely go back and see how please watch with me because I'm interested in hearing more of Steve's story, mm-hmm. to be honest. That's a lot. You know, they touched on him and I was like, maybe he's making a choice to be like modest or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah, so I feel good about that. Okay, I'm going to check it out this weekend. I got homework, y'all. Yes, Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So... <laughs> From one marathon to the next. (laughs) Did you happen to catch the BET Awards? I watched it. Yes, I did. Did you watch all four and a half hours of the BET Awards? I did. Yes, I did. (laughs) There was a lot going on. Golly. Oh, my goodness. It was longer than the Grammys. (laughs) (laughs) What? So I have a question. What was your favorite performance and why was it Lotto featuring Mariah Carey? Go. <laughs> because she brought out Mariah Carey. I mean, obviously. <laughs> oh, when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, I know that just made your day. Thank you, everyone, for blowing up my phone in that moment. <laughs> we all knew. We all knew. Flooded my phone with butterfly emojis. So, Thank you, everybody. I was watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I didn't respond, it's because I was on the floor and I was replaying <laughs> again. Um, but yeah, Lotto featuring Young Dirty Bastard and Mimi. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like even even Lotto got starstruck where Mimi was like, can you finish singing Yeah, she was like, get a little hand motion. Like, yo, you can do what you need to do. <laughs> yeah. I showed up. I did my part. <laughs> you got to finish. <laughs> It was, it was great. I, I've watched that so many times because y'all know I love that song. That's mm-hmm. like summer jam. I told y'all before. <laughs> and now it's y'all jam. Uh, <laughs> uh, but there were some great moments. Some great moments. I mean, as as <laughs> unorganized as BET things go, teleprompters not working and all those things yes. that often go down with the the BETs. Um, I thought it was a solid show. Am I going to sit and watch it again? No, because it was too long. <laughs> but <laughs> but living in my mind <laughs> are the memories mm-hmm. of the show. Uh, Jack Harlow mm-hmm. was a fun moment for us. Um, you know, and had bringing Brandy on there yes. to do her little diss track and clean up Ray J's mess. <laughs> 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 yeah, I thought it was a great, great moment for, mm-hmm. for music and they sell their differences. Um, uh, what other performances did you like besides Lotto and Mariah? <laughs> you know, I thought the whole the Diddy tribute was really good. Yeah. Um, I was I was a little I was a little uh nervous. Mm-hmm. I was like, are they really gonna have MJB and Casey on the same stage? At they some did. Point? They kind of touched the stage. They in passing. But you know, you know, seeing Jodeci open up um, that tribute was great. You know, Mary J. Blige, of course, she's going to blow it out the water every single time. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see one twelve there, but we yeah, I thought they were going to be. You know, I thought they were going to be there at least. At least our boys, Slim and Mike. Yeah, yeah, because they were a pivotal part. You know, during that bad boy era. So I really, I didn't know who was going to show up because of the bridges that had been burned from the. From the past, I knew Total wasn't gonna be there. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting the locks. I was not. I wasn't either. But I was glad that yep. they showed up. Yeah, Shine. I'm. I'm always surprised when Shine. I shows was up so surprised to see Shine because I was like, <laughs> yeah. "Whoa, wait a minute, where did he yeah. come from?" 
you know, and and then they brought out Yay for the uh the speech at the end to, mm-hmm. to give the and award. That was exciting. Talk about low yeah. And well, yeah, I don't have to because everyone else has spoken so much <laughs> about Little Kim. I don't need to. That is my Brooklyn sister. I'm not gonna say nothing. All I have to <laughs> she say, she gave me my Kim dance, and yes. that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> all I'm gonna say is that Little Kim could have literally just walked out on the stage and just stood there because she did not have to say a single word because that <laughs> is the impact of Lil' Kim. Oh, Kenny. yeah. Oh, yeah. She could have did her dance and be like, yep, and, be, and just walked away. Yeah, but I, I enjoyed it. And I, 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 I love I the did. new song with Bryson Tiller. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's it's well-deserved. You know, you can't deny the impact that Diddy has had on the culture. Oh, absolutely not. And, and, and on the evolution of music. We talked about him on our Founding Fathers episode. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, such an important figure, and I'm so glad that he was recognized oh, yeah. uh, that evening. Um, other performances, I really liked Maverick City with Oh, Kirk yes, Franklin. they were great. You know we love Melodies we from Heaven. We do love so the Melodies from Heaven moment. That song will never die, ever. <laughs> yeah, but Maverick City is just a dope group uh, all together. Uh, LMA and Babyface that was, a uh, good was, was that cool was, surprise was also. Well, you know they've been working in the studio together, yeah, so I, I, I was yeah. waiting to hear what they had conjured up. And the song yeah. is a very Babyface song. Yeah, and I was really excited, um, an excitement I hadn't felt for the rest of the show, for Dochi. I have no idea who Dochi is, but they gave she brought an the incredible energy. performance. I was <laughs> Absolutely. Like, Changed wigs, changed everything. I was like, okay, let's get it. Got caught the shoe a little bit, but she made it work. Yeah, and as as sexy as she always needs to be, um, Chloe had a flawless set. She did, she did. She she, she channeled all the Janet (laughs) energy that she could. Miss Bailey, if you're nasty, right? (laughs) Um, but it gave me those old uh, velvet rope all for you tour vibes uh, that I love so and. From beginning to end, her voice was on, her moves were on, Beautiful. that back bend was Beautiful. sick. <laughs> Everything. So I tried the back she... bend, I couldn't get back up, y'all. It just wasn't working. <laughs> I tried it. I tried it. Mm-hmm. My back said, no, 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 ma'am, not today. Not today. <laughs> treat me like a treat me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was great. It was great. It was mm-hmm. great. Um, yeah, so you know, maybe I'll catch it in some sections, but I'm not gonna sit that thing longer than <laughs> color purple on BET and it that thing for it eight hours. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but but exciting, exciting week <laughs> without y'all, <laughs> to say the least, right? All right, so let's get into these arm birthdays. Yes, let's have fun. Yes, we're gonna Who make was this born? really quick. We have. Mm-hmm. Missy, Mr. Mina Elliott celebrating a birthday <laughs> this week. Yes. <laughs> One of my favorites, Fantasia, celebrating a birthday this week. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> You're not going to do it? You got to do it. Yeah! <laughs> 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 we on to Sheena Arnold celebrating hey, a birthday this right. week. Oh, she got those yeah. pipes. She can oh, blow. Oh, she do. She mm-hmm. do. We have Evelyn Champagne King celebrating a birthday this uh, week. No, I love Evelyn Champagne. Oh, we know you do. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, one of our favorite producers, Jonte Austin, also celebrating a birthday this week. Yeah, he turned 42 his Jackie Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday to all those amazing artists. Um, all right. 
already been singing thanks to the verses. But <laughs> I'm going to get y'all one more song because you know what time it more. is. Just one more. <laughs> get the people what they want. One wish, one wish. <laughs> you got to sing your anniversaries like that. <laughs> In the Ray J boys. <laughs> to the baby's boy, to the baby's boy, to the baby's boy. Lord Jesus. Um, <laughs> y'all know what time it is. My favorite segment of 90s R&B University. It is time for our album bursary. Smooth like butter, baby. Take note, Jeremiah. <laughs> 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 oh, we're good. But for real, though. Um, <laughs> this is the time where we celebrate the albums that dropped this time yesteryear. We had some good albums this time, uh, this week. BB and CC Winans dropped their different lifestyles mm. album in 1991, July 2nd. Uh, Heavy D and the Boys dropped Peaceful Journey on the same day, July, July 2nd, 1991. I, I played that tape out. To Peaceful Journey. <laughs> um, D'Angelo in 1995 gave us his debut album, Brown Sugar, on mm. the 3rd of July. Incredible. Desiree. Gave us the graduation song of our generation <laughs> <laughs> on her debut album, I Ain't Moving, on the 5th of July in 1994. Nas, even though it's hip hop, everybody was singing If I Rule the World. Oh, yes. I love them, love them, baby. <laughs> <laughs> on July 2nd, 1996, with It Was Written. Um, and Men in Black. The album, the soundtrack, mm. dropped on the 1st of July, 1997, featuring the first recording of Destiny's Child with Killing Time. Yep. Oh, that was a good album. Mm -hmm. And your favorite, just joking, Macy Gray <laughs> I <love> dropped, Macy. <laughs> <laughs> dropped on How Life Is, that amazing Grammy-winning album, on the 5th of July, 1999. Why didn't you call me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not going to start with you today. <laughs> so those are the uh, amazing versaries this week. So go back and check out those albums because uh, I've been digging in the creeks all week, getting my gospel on and my brown sugar. Well, not, not that brown sugar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've just been listening to it. I ain't been doing it. <laughs> Yeah, so check out those albums, y'all. All right. So today's topic, let's dive in. Mm -hmm. We are celebrating the class of 1994. Yes. School is officially out for the summer. Mm -hmm. But we couldn't let the year go by without celebrating uh, the incredible seniors and freshmen who are stepping into the school of R&B in 1994. Mm-hmm. Mm, so we had to break this episode down into sections, right? We got our upperclassmen, and then we got our sophomores, yep. and then we got our freshmen, our newbies. All right. Um, what was what was interesting about 1994 was uh, I think this is the one year that I can recall where you start to find your place in your parents' music. Mm -hmm. I think. I think we both were listening to the same music at this time because you had the legends who were still strong at the time, mm -hmm. but then you also had this new crop of artists who were coming in. Oh, yes. um, and there were some collaborations in there, but uh, I would say that a lot of those uh, older artists were starting to develop a new sound and move with the times and, and adopt some of the uh, new production mm -hmm. producers out there in the world, which made it um, 
accessible for all gener- generations to enjoy at the same time. Um, I don't think this happens often where my generation listen to the same music. You know, I think Beyonce is like the new one that, that everyone's listening to yeah. <laughs> at the same time. Uh, but it happens, you know, where you're like, oh, maybe my parents are cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and for most of us, it's we discovered some of these songs because our parents bought the albums. Oh, we yeah. didn't buy them. Yeah. We discovered it from them. So uh, what about you? Talk about 1994. What, what you think? <laughs> I mean, we haven't gotten into it just yet. But yeah. for me, it was just all about those those freshman artists and those debut albums. Listen, when y'all hear the crop that came out in 1994, you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> it yeah, makes sense. It. it makes sense. It makes sense." Mm-hmm. So, so let's let's start with the upperclassmen because we got to pay homage to yes, the, <laughs> the people who paved the way and who walked the walk. Mm-hmm. Um, so first, I'm gonna start with Luther Bandross. You know, we gotta start with Luther. We gotta love Luther. Lufa. <laughs> <laughs> and in 1994, he dropped this album called Songs. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember my mom rushing us around. I'm like, why are we rushing around through the store? Like, we gotta get home because Luther is doing a concert, and I gotta tape it. <laughs> and it was for this <laughs> album, uh, Songs. Basically, this album is an hour of Luther uh, shutting down original singers of songs, basically, because he's covering. <laughs> All the covers. If your biggest fear is that Luther is going to cover your song Ooh. and replace you, <laughs> this this is that album, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, this was a staple in my household because my mom ran this album yeah. ragged. Yeah. Ragged. <laughs> um, but I'm glad she did, right? So... Uh, Luther gave you covers of Love the One You're With. Mm-hmm. He even did a cover of Whitney Houston's All the Man That I Need. <laughs> um, Killing Me Softly, mm-hmm. Always and Forever, and, you know, Endless Love featuring Mariah Carey. What a, what a duet. Beautiful what duet. a duet. You know, so I, I too was rushing home <laughs> <laughs> to see the concert because she did come out at this concert also. Um, but what I like about this album and, and hearing it over and over and over every cleaning Saturday mm-hmm. <laughs> was that it introduced me to songs outside of the R&B genre. Like oh, he was yes. doing like Barbara Streisand stuff and, and standards as well, you know, where I didn't always hear those things, you know, growing up. So it, it really expanded you know, my my musical palette by hearing Luther deliver these songs. Uh, and yes, he kind of ruined when I went back and heard the originals. I'm like, well, this don't sound like Luther. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but still, I knew the songs front and back. So uh, I'm always grateful uh, for this album. And I still, still watch this concert over and over because it just connects me to family time. And when we used to all just sit down and watch some Luther Vandross concerts because he's the greatest ever. <laughs> I love it. I Absolutely love it. Yeah. I think that like, Killing Me Softly is just oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. That one and Always and Forever mm-hmm. are, he just takes them to a whole new level. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, what do you need? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah the the all the men that I need, all the women that I need, I should say, yeah. doesn't land because Whitney Houston, nobody. You know, it's it's Whitney, but. Not even Luther could touch mm-hmm. Whitney Houston's magic on that song. Um, but yeah, that 
see your point killing me softly and always and forever those mm. belong to luther now just they give do. it to him just, <laughs> i mean yes lauren would take I was, it on i was gonna say sorry lauren it. you know mm, <laughs> you did great she came but... after she came after <laughs> she did she did she had a new new shine <laughs> But first, Luther killed it. It was <laughs> softly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a great way to kick off things here. Yeah. I'm gonna come through with Patty LaBelle with Jess, her 12th Uh-oh. studio album. Miss mm-hmm. Patty was mm-hmm. going into a whole new direction, linked up with Teddy she... Riley. Yeah, Had all people. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Teddy Riley, Jimmy Jam, and Terry Lewis, and gave us some incredible songs. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that right kind of love. I wasn't going to get into it just yet, man. I wasn't going to do it just yet. I'm going to wait. But... I'm going to wait. Go ahead. <laughs> I was excited. I see. That's I song. see. <laughs> but no, she had some amazing songs um, you know, on this album. All this love by Elton Bosch. Now that one Oof. is really awesome. Beautiful. Uh, so to have song. Patty LaBelle singing a the bar song mm-hmm. and it's beautiful, produced by Teddy Riley. Yes. And Rodney Jerkins. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing to me, Patty? <laughs> <laughs> you trying to kill me? <laughs> really? It, it's amazing. It's amazing. It is. And you know, another one of the songs that I've always liked on this album was Too Good to Be Blue. You know, Karen mm. White on those background vocals on that song is just, yeah. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. She's just, wow. It's just amazing. Yeah. But let's get into this I right always, kind of love. Uh, well, well, well. I, I got to put one more in there. Okay, one more. Go ahead. The, the P.S. The Resistance. Um, <laughs> Stay in My Corner is like mm, a classic yeah. cover from Patti LaBelle. Um, anytime she sings that joint live, amazing. When she starts flapping and rolling. <laughs> all, she just brings the, all the house the, down. All the things. It brings the house down with that one. And I don't even like this song like that. <laughs> I have to be honest. When my parents would play the Dells and all that stuff, I'm like, oh my God. Because <laughs> they played it so much. But then when Patty sang it, I was like, okay, I could do it. And when you watch her live as a kid, you're like, who is this crazy woman mm-hmm. <laughs> with this insane voice <laughs> covering this song? Um, yeah, yeah, there's so many great moments on on this uh, this uh, album of gems, as it's aptly called, mm-hmm. right? Um, all right, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, yes. Go but <laughs> the right kind of love, I swear that song just mm. changed the mm. game. It did. It did. I it remember was, when I was first everywhere. heard it when I was, was with my grandma in the car. And I was like, wait a minute now. <laughs> Run that back. <laughs> it was so it's so catchy and it's just it's mm-hmm. so cool. And then to have, yeah. you know, Ann Nesby. On oh, that yeah, track. The, the other the other patty. The other patty. Because <laughs> we all know, because you know, for, for years we didn't I'm just saying <laughs> we didn't for know. years we just didn't know. <laughs> so for have her, you know, on the on the track singing, I believe that she like co-produced and co-wrote the song as well. Yeah, she co-wrote it. And yeah. uh, just that that dang on Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Yeah, they they did it. They there was there's such a mastery of taking an artist mm-hmm. who uh you know, we've known for years, who's been out for decades. Yes, his 12 And albums. still finding a way to, you know, give them a whole new shine. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that appeals to a new generation of people. To your point, like this, you in the car and you were like, hold on, <laughs> what, what's, what's this? Yeah. I too, this song just gave me all a whole new feeling of Patti LaBelle um, that I hadn't, it was like, okay, now this is not just my parents' music. Yeah. This is, okay, Patti is mine now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and oh, uh, I apologize to anyone who I, I tried to sing this song with <laughs> and to. <laughs> but it's just a great, I love the background vocals so much <gasps> on this song. It's just, the production is just flawless. Yeah, yeah flawless. everything. But the, the whole record, the whole album gems is yeah, full, of, yeah. full of gems. Mm-hmm. You know, she worked closely with um, the late Sammy McKinney, mm-hmm. who is responsible. He worked closely with Anita Baker and Stephanie Mills, Nancy Wilson, uh, Santana, George Duke, um, primarily. But then I, I commend her for the recognition of the times and collaborating with the new producers. Yes. Um, because I think that's where this album really shines through is to your point jimmy jam and terry lewis and those teddy riley mm-hmm. those risks that she's taking even as this, an established artist um to speak to a new crop of people who had seen her we knew her from different world and all those things you know as yeah. <laughs> miss wayne you know and she could still rock <laughs> with us you know so she this album she is why she she remains like my my honorary auntie forever <laughs> <laughs> this one uh cool. and she, to this day we 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 love us and patty <laughs> oh we do we do she's not afraid yeah. you know to to evolve and revolutionize her sound it, yeah it's worked for her mm-hmm. it really has yeah. worked for her that's the way you stay in the game mm-hmm. yeah she stays good fresh. pick good pick good pick all right so in 1994 i had to put this on mm-hmm. <laughs> well because my aunties wore it out this album uh, <laughs> Uh, and we don't talk about it enough, right? So why not pick 1994 to talk about Barry White and his album, The Icon is Love. I can't even talk as low mm. as Barry White. I really can't <laughs> try. Lord knows I have. Um, <laughs> but on his 19th studio album, Whew, first of all, these artists today are quitting after one album. <laughs> they are quitting after one. 19. Yeah. 19 albums. You know, and and being such a you know, having such a long history of music that still didn't uh keep him from refreshing his sound mm-hmm. you know and it it had amazing results um typically Barry White is self-contained as an amazing songwriter and producer and all those things um but he opened up the space for new producers to come in mm-hmm. and trusting them. And yes, once again, here we go with Jam and Lewis coming in. <laughs> <laughs> and also Chucky Booker and, yeah. you know, uh, Gerald LaVerde and just taking chances on on new sounds. And because of that, we got Practice What You Preach. Oh my gosh. Which, which was his <laughs> biggest song since 1977. I think about my grandma when I hear that song too, because... Don't you when think I, about I, some woman her, in your life? <laughs> when I was not. with her, that song was always on. Three. Always on. Always on. Always on. And it was not by chance. She worked it out that <laughs> way. <laughs> like, how every time I get into your car, this song is playing? Because they all, the women in your life, the matriarchs all had this. It came with an Essence subscription or something. Because they were all playing this tape. My no, it's going to be stuck in my head un- now. I remember her unwrapping this 
CD and like we gotta listen to this. That's the only thing I heard while my <laughs> while they came over. Um, but yeah, practice what you preach. Uh, co-written by Gerald Levert. Mm. You know, it, it yeah, it, it and there was so many other standouts on that album. Come on and sexy undercover, which was mm-hmm. produced by Chucky Booker as well. But uh, practice what you preach, y'all. Uh, nominated for best R and B album. Um, and what I love most about the album. And and what I love about our older artists uh, coming into the new new uh, new space of the new sound of music is that it didn't it still didn't compromise Barry White's formula. Oh no! Like there is still on this album, there are still no songs under like five or six minutes because you know Barry always got to give you <laughs> a orchestration and there's a instrumental moment mm-hmm. and uh you know him signature just kind of talking while he pours yeah. over the the music and just says like not just sweet nothings <laughs> his <laughs> usual thing you know it's this aphrodisiac and then there's candles and velvet uh, ceilings and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> mirrors on the wall <laughs> the whole mood you know um the songs leave room for what Barry White does, and he sets a mood with his voice mm-hmm. and, and tone and everything, and it just leaves room to make love without, like, ending too quickly. Yeah. And uh, this album was the Barry White album of, of our era, mm-hmm. right? So you couldn't escape the song because your aunties and you your grandmamas wouldn't let you, but you also liked it. It you was know, so telling you this and telling me that. <laughs> there was a part for everybody. You sing this at a karaoke and people are still body rolling. It's going to be my next karaoke song, I'm just saying. You need to. Jason, we looking at you. Yep. You got to sing this next time. This is a 90s song. <laughs> Shane will do the female part. There you go. There's <laughs> a duet on the stage. There you go. Uh, but the marketing and presentation of the whole album was was clever, also. Like mm-hmm. I was watching some music videos from it, and you know the way that they packaged it, where young people are now enjoying Barry White's music mm-hmm. and and you know wanting to want to hear him. That's what got me on board. I was like, oh yeah, Barry White is is <laughs> is on the level of like the artists I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so. I, I love I love this pack. I love this song. I love the album, and yeah, shout out to Barry White for taking risks and, and having that staying power, which was the name of his next album <laughs> after this one, uh, for sure. But yeah, I, I've been dying to sound like Barry White. Just wake up one day, sound like Barry. Just White. one day. <laughs> just one day. They need a Barry White out. So you just go ahead <laughs> and and sing one wish. Just sing. <laughs> Next on our list is we have Anita Baker's Rhythm of Love. Mm. Come mm-hmm. on, Rhythm of Love. Yes. What an amazing body of work. Mm-hmm. This album mm-hmm. had what? Five singles? Five, yeah. yeah, like five, four, yeah. six singles. This was going strong. Going strong. She won Grammy Awards for this album. Oh, but let's get into this track listing. <laughs> You know, Anita good for copy and paste on the greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> you don't got to do much. Not Just much. copy all the songs from this album and put them on the greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> so she opens up with Rhythm of Love, the title track, which is mm-hmm. just an incredible song in itself. The mm-hmm. Look of Love. 
Yeah, that cover. Mm-hmm. That cover. One yeah. of my personal favorites, Body and Soul. Look what you done to me. I cannot do it. I cannot stand. <laughs> but one of my favorite singles that really just sets this album off is I Apologize. That Gordon Chambers, I mean, oh. Shout out to Gordon Chambers yes. for this. Very this is like Eastman. a last minute addition to the album. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't supposed to be on the album, but thank God <laughs> that they managed to <laughs> slip this on. This ain't the days of like, your computer. No, you oh, had no, to remaster that album real quick. <laughs> you, know, you had to put the real to real <laughs> and get it on there. I yeah. mean, it's amazing that, you know, she did add that song in there because they won her the Grammy in 95 for Best Female yeah. R&B Vocal Performance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another another one on here that I do want to mention, of course, is It's Been You. Mm-hmm. It's Been You. Oh, I love yeah. that song. And it's another one who, who appears often on the Greatest Hits album mm-hmm. of Anita Baker. Right? But, yeah, I apologize. Mm. I just remember Video Soul always played yes. I apologize. <laughs> this was that video. And anytime um, you saw those um those commercials where they had like the R and B compilation albums, this song yeah, was always on it. It was. Yeah, when you wake up at three fifteen AM and that joint is on. Yes. It always stops to this song. Exactly, exactly. Oh, that took me back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also like that she uh did contemporary versions of Yes the Look of Love, but also My Funny Valentine. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. giving you these uh Introducing us, the younger generation, to these jazz standards yeah, uh, was absolutely. really important. Uh, and her voice can just do everything right because she's Anita Baker. That's true. <laughs> so, this is true. Yeah. Such a great record. And it, unfortunately, this will be her last album for a decade. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but what a way to take a break, <laughs> you know, to live and, and, and learn. And, and she came back and didn't skip a beat in 2004. Oh, no, she did. She did. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, I, I love this album. I love this album for sure. And I can listen to Body and Soul all oh day long because yes. nobody sounds like Anita Baker. They don't. <laughs> all right. So we have covered our upperclassmen. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the sophomores. And these are the folks who released their sophomore albums in 1994. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you start. I know you just didn't need it, but I think it's only right that you do the next one. Because I know it has a special place in your heart. Okay. So, kicking this thing off is one of my favorite albums, Mary Mm -hmm. J. Blige, My Life. Mm. What Mm -hmm. a way to kick off a sophomore album. Listen. (laughs) Just shut it down. Shut shut the whole thing down. I mean, many would say that this is her greatest album to date. Mm-hmm. It was, it was her, yeah. her greatest album to date. She came back with so many um, incredible songs, and it was just so much realness in this album like that everybody could just relate to. Like, you heard all the pain that she was going through, but also just a lot of the versatility um, that she brought into this album. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, this solidified her crown. It did. This album really did. Um, it's so important to a listener to feel connected to an artist. Mm-hmm. And when this album came out, Mary connected on a deeper level and confronted 
the not so glamorous life behind the music. Yeah. Yes, there are some dope songs, but behind them, there's a lot of blood and sweat and tears and pain and struggle pain, that yeah. Mary was going through. Like she was in clinical depression at this moment. Um, so I know we all love Sad Mary, but she was going through some she was going real through. things back back here. So when when people heard this album, black women in particular felt seen and felt heard, mm-hmm. you know. And this twenty three year old girl at the time was was their their speaker, was their their megaphone. Um, and and just looking at the the list of people that were involved in this, the architects of this album, uh, that that so beautifully bridged the gap between yeah. uh, soul music and hip hop, you know, like Big Bub and Prince Charles mm-hmm. and Chucky Thompson, of course, Chucky, Chucky Thompson, Thompson all, you know, all up and through it, yeah. <laughs> Tim Dog and Herb Middleton uh, and, and Puffy, of course, yes. you know, there's something so nostalgic, but something that never gets old <laughs> about yes. this album i was bumping this album this week and you bring me joy still gives mm, me all the song. feels that one but all, all night long was oh yeah yeah couldn't get me to turn that song off and still can't <laughs> but but then of course i'm going down mm-hmm. and uh the title uh, track yeah yes my oh well you know my life there's nothing more biographical mm-hmm. than that um, but also be happy and don't go and I love you. And it's, it's so funny that there's still so much that we don't know about Mary, mm-hmm. even though she poured it all out on the table, you know, with, with this album. Um, but it's what made made her the queen, what makes us continue to love Mary J. Blige um, and celebrate her oh, yes. for her courage. Um, what a difference, you know, from a freshman to a, <laughs> a sophomore makes you know but she's always given us given us herself through her music and we always cherish that so shout out to mary for this my life album it changed a lot of people's lives it saved it a lot of people's lives it did. as well and, that's... Yeah. and that's what good music and good good uh messages should do mm, absolutely yeah. yeah all right i gotta talk about the boys mm-hmm. two men mm-hmm. <laughs> and their sophomore album two classic we we've we've talked about this album so much what else can we say about this album uh this was all the transformers coming together (laughs) uh with all the powers at work you got baby face you got la re you got Mm -hmm. jam and lewis you got dallas austin you got tim and bob you got the characters you got tony rich you got brian mcknight everybody coming together how can you lose (laughs) (laughs) if you lost with all that it's you (laughs) <laughs> it, it's, it's not the engine it's you because everything uh, was at play to make sure this album was successful for Nathan Michael, Sean and Wanye mm-hmm. it came right off the heels of End of the Road and they were already already legends by this point you know this was yeah they, they, had, they didn't really have anything to prove only to themselves and they continued to top themselves over and over and over yeah, again with every single they sold more they got they only topped themselves on the charts literally pushed themselves down and put themselves back on top number one underneath themselves so um they recorded 20 songs for this album uh, as we know 112 benefited from some of the well, songs that yes, made it on the chopping did. floor mm-hmm. now that we're done and can i touch you ended mm-hmm. up on their debut 
So they they lucked out, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so thanks, boys to men, <laughs> but for that. But the songs that they did keep, my God, they they are institutions in rhythm and blues, right? These are, uh, if you watched Apollo and you saw a group coming on there, <laughs> if if they could sing, they would take on some boys to men. They would sing, yep. "I'll make love to you," or "On bended knee." <laughs> um, Y'all know how I feel about uh, Water Runs Dry. Ooh. I think it is the greatest That song is my song. Ever. Like that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Something about that one. There's so many great songs on this album, but Water Runs Dry for me. I think it's like the simplicity uh, it every single time. of that song. For yeah. Me. Like it's so, it's yeah. So, the production is, is very simplistic. You know mm-hmm. me, I love her. I love a good simplistic song, so. Yeah, and we love Babyface, so that's it. that magic. It's that Babyface magic, you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> he throws on there, and it just has a way of being intimate and, and uh, honest, mm-hmm. you know, which which the rest of the albums, the rest of the songs are uh, in their delivery, but it's something about that one right there. <laughs> um, you know, they pay homage to Khalil Roundtree, their manager who passed away, yeah. and uh Thank you, or thank you to the fans and vibing. There's so many great songs on this album. It is everyone who loves R&B music. You have to have this album in your collection. You really do. Well, you just you just don't know. <laughs> you just don't know music. You just you know yeah. I hope that the people that we saw on Versus have this album. And I question Ooh, if they need do. to because you need a relationship with this album if you're gonna call yourself a male R&B singer. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I saw something recently about Boys to Men. Someone had asked them, I believe it was in an interview, and it was like, what new group that's out today is like the next Boys to Men? What group out now? Mm-hmm. What group out now is is like Boys to Men. Are there any male groups there are. right now? There aren't any. I had any. to think about it. I was like, wow, there really aren't there any. There aren't any groups. But no. I don't think that there's anyone who would who have ever had this impact or the you know this type of impact that boys to men have Mm-mm. or continues nope, there, to there have. is none we need another group y'all that's what i'm hearing we need another group <laughs> baby face put something together not just the entertaining group we need some vocals we need some yeah, vocals. actual vocals the actual Please. vocals yeah yeah I, 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 that's a great question, and I have no answer for you because it doesn't exist. There are no groups right now. <laughs> if we are wrong, Zihai, please correct us. But I mean, I don't see any. And that's on the my same radar. thing that that they said. There's like there aren't any groups out right now, like at all. Mm-hmm. Like everybody wants to be the star. Everybody wants to be, mm-hmm. you know, they want they want their time yeah. in the spotlight, and nobody's willing to have that collaborative effort anymore yeah. to you know to bring forth something great. Yeah, and that's and that's sad. It is. It is very yeah. sad. I mean, you gotta look at if if you gotta look at the history, right? Mm-hmm. You look at Michael. You look at Beyonce. Yeah. You look at Cisco. You look at all the the people who came out of groups. Hell, even Usher was in a group, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You have to understand how to work with people first. You do, you and do. how to find your your voice in that. Find your note, and then you can find a solo voice. You know, so. I hope people are paying attention. Everybody wants, I don't know if it's social distancing. I don't know what the problem is, but we need to get some groups back on the map. Otherwise, you're going to be out here looking like Omarion. Ooh. <laughs> facts, though. <laughs> but facts, though. All right, let's move on. Let's move okay. on. You're over here preaching the truth to these people. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, all right, all right. So This one's for you. <laughs> it is for me. So we have T 
TLC. Crazy, sexy, cool. Crazy, sexy, cool. (laughs) I know that we have talked about this album so many times, but it just does not get old. Oh my God. Oh no. It's one of the most just innovative albums that mm-hmm. came out that year. You had Jermaine yeah. Dupree on writing a production, Dallas Austin, Babyface, I mean, Chucky Thompson, Puffy, anybody who was anybody, Organized Noise, Prince was involved either mm-hmm. in writing or doing covers yeah. or production of this album. His favorite group. His favorite group. <laughs> he said that. Yeah. It is. I mean, from the intro, the, the intro lude is how the album just kicks it off. You were mm-hmm. you were instantly mm-hmm. wanting instantly wanted to hear what was next. Like what what's like what, what is coming? Dog. Yes, what, what what's coming yeah. after this? And then they mm-hmm. hit you with creep. Mm-hmm. Oh, the horns. You the horns. You me trying to do a you know the little handstand walk like left eye. <laughs> My sisters and I are <laughs> trying to do this dance. You know we're coming through yeah. in the satin pajamas like <laughs> iconic, iconic. I said this before, you know, this is a group that with this album matured, but right before our eyes, they went from these animated characters to three dimensional women Mm -hmm. who were experiencing real life events. Mm -hmm. And it was coming through the music and the message that they were bringing. Uh, It really changed what R&B music could sound like. It shifted the rules quite a bit. Um, It was it was risky, mm-hmm. and it was to to your point. It was very innovative. Um, in June of nineteen ninety four, of course, Lisa set fire to Andre Andre Risen's uh, sneakers, yep, she did. and that spread throughout the mansion and spread Turned throughout the headlines. The <laughs> yeah, all all those things. Uh, but it did it banned the flames. Pun intended. It banned the flames for the November release of this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might notice, and I was. I always forget this, that Lisa's literally on like three songs. Mm-hmm. She's like on three she or four is. songs. Um, she was in rehab during recording time and they only released her a couple of times yeah. to do recording sessions. But her rhymes hit so hard, like with the time that she is present, that you just oh, yes. felt like she was there the whole time. <laughs> um, but her absence forced the group to pivot and go beyond like their the sound they had on the first album because yeah. it was very much a formula of okay T is gonna sing, mm-hmm. uh, Chili would do the the bridge and then here comes Left Eye with the rap. Yep. We had to shake that up a bit. <laughs> so uh, to their to their benefit, and what a they shift. really had to push the envelope and push what R and B would sound like uh, to stay afloat. And I'm not mad at the results at. Oh, because this album is dope. And <laughs> continues to be dope. Oh, digging on you. Yeah. Oh, one of my favorite oh, TLC songs. Oh, yeah. Down at Babyface. Yeah. Oh, my God. He don't miss. Nope. Never. Red Light Never. Special. <laughs> Boom. Babyface again. Red Light Special. And our album cut that we both love. Let's take our time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's those moments. Those, like, chilly moments yes. that we love. and The chilly moments, uh, yeah. Yeah, the chilly moment on every album. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
that we love. But yeah, digging on you. All it, you know, I, I wrote, I try to write down the standout tracks mm-hmm. for each album. And for this one, I have standout tracks, everything. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're, all, they're all so good. I mean, everything. Kick your our, game. Take our time. Oh. Case of the fake people. Even the interludes yeah. are great. Yeah. Even everything. the interludes. Everything. <laughs> I, yeah. As soon as the tape popped, I ran and got the CD. You had to. <laughs> yeah, you had yeah, to. You have to. This has to be in your collection in some form, in some media. You have to have this album. Waterfalls. We cannot. We could, yeah, I was just going to get in, into Waterfalls. So go ahead. You, know, you go in. That, that dive in. Organized noise. And yeah. what an impactful, not only song, and but the video as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. Because people weren't really speaking on these things that was happening in the community. Nope. It was and, taboo, and especially DLC, in our, our community. Yeah. And TLC really brought these, these issues to the forefront. And Left Eye's rap on this song is just so <laughs> heartfelt iconic. and so vulnerable. And she, you can yeah. tell that she just really just like sat back and just poured her heart and soul and this rap and it wasn't until i would say like a few years ago where i really just broke down those lyrics and was like oh my gosh she is really mm-hmm. talking about some uh, heavy and incredible and just uplifting content like all in all in one of the things yeah. that you know that she was experiencing at that time yeah and people and needed we to don't, see we that don't give, we don't give we don't give left eye enough credit as a lyricist we don't no. that she is right no. Uh, and this is the prime example mm-hmm. right here. Everything. <laughs> she put all her heart and soul into this rhyme. She did. You know? And it feels therapeutic for oh, her yes, to get all this out. And it was therapeutic for us because, you know, put this on and you'll you'll see a choir. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely will. <laughs> Everybody who loves this this verse, uh, you, you just, you can't play this song without it. You can't. You know, and he just really kind of dropped the mic after that. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. <laughs> the rest is up to me and you. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah. But no, Crazy Sexy Cool, it, it, it it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Everything about it uh, goes against the grain uh, and forces R&B to change in such a good way. Oh, yes. And opens up possibilities and sees people a, a wider audience. You have alternative uh, R and B fans were loving this. Rock fans were loving this, and uh, it's yeah, it was it was universal, and and it showed out in the Grammys, and it beat everyone oh, else. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the accolades were rolling in for this everything. for this album. Yeah, so it really put R and B um, under a new spotlight where Maybe people it. hadn't noticed before. So this album is to to <laughs> celebrate always for being so crazy so sexy and so cool <laughs> all right this is the moment you've been waiting for shan we are talking about our freshman class Ooh, man. <laughs> oh and man oh man the kids that came in 1994 came to change the game <laughs> so do you want to look I I'm, gonna, to I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you take it i'm gonna let you take it Okay, okay, because you know we we fight. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. But we both. Talk I don't about, even need. About. I don't even need notes, right? <laughs> well, you don't need notes either. Not when at we all. are talking, when we are talking <laughs> about Usher, Raymond the Fourth. 
(laughs) (laughs) So what was left out of um, Diddy's tribute at the BET Awards Mm -hmm. uh, was the mentorship, right? And Usher is a product of that guidance um, that that Diddy offered to to many. Um, It was the time that he spent with Puff that shaped him into the young little playboy (laughs) (laughs) who had had seen a lot of things beyond his years. (laughs) For for sure, some of y'all know those stories. Um, But fresh off of the Call Me a Mac on the Poetic Justice soundtrack, he had such, uh, such courage and <laughs> like there was a new kid in class and it's like the first day of school when you like check the check everybody out and you already know who's gonna be the most popular mm-hmm. in class because <laughs> he just has like the the total package he does, he you does. know yeah um and this debut album that he gave us in august of 1994 um it just seemed like everyone came came together to make sure that this young artist um, was going to reach the levels that he is right now, right? So having uh, this amazing songwriting team of Donnell Jones mm-hmm. and and Faith Evans and Albie Shore, and here we go with Chucky Thompson. We got to give him that sound. Yeah, Chucky, yeah. <laughs> you know, Brian Alexander Morgan and uh, Daryl Pearson, Eddie F. Again, Daryl Hall and Devontae Swing. Y'all know how we feel about Devontae Swing. Devontae Swing. Yes, the album is so grown and so inappropriate. For a little fourteen year old <laughs> to be singing a lot of these songs uh, of a sexual nature, yes. but Usher sold it. Usher completely. I, I, he looked like me, but he was not living my life. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> we were the same. No, what are you doing? He, he was more grown, more experienced than me. Apparently, <laughs> had a lot of experience. Yeah, can you get with it and? Uh, think of you by Donnell Jones. Oh, oh I, I know it. I know it. Uh, the many ways <gasps> was another single that mm-hmm. I, I I cannot skip on this album. But me, I, I listen to the whole thing. Like, I, I can't <laughs> <laughs> just just come back to me in an hour <laughs> after the album is done. <laughs> but uh, this this set the stage. This was the the first uh, where we could see what Usher could do, mm-hmm. and it only went up and up and up and the price continued to go up from there <laughs> um yeah he's a, he's a legend and this is why you know we, we i get so mad i've been so mad all week as people have been throwing his name in the hat for these verses and stuff I'm like they stop need this, to have please. some respect on usher's <laughs> name because he will blow you out the water have you seen the vegas residency have you have you gone have you gone to Please get Usher concerts? Like have you seen this man in action? He is in his damn near mid forties and he is still just yeah. skating around, skating, skating circles around, around has you not and singing. Missed a <laughs> single beat. He just continues to get better and better and better. Better with and, time. Yeah. And this album right here, I mean you can listen to it now. If you have not heard this album, I think a lot of people came in on the oh, My Way, My Way mm-hmm. album. And they slept on this one. Yeah, but if, if you wake up and you put this album in, <laughs> you know, do yourself a favor. It, it, it's already, it was already written, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, with this album. So please, please check this out. And, and 1994 was was incredible for Usher to come on the scene. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, we can talk night and day about the impact of Usher started, but we're all started we got other me. stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's where I know you you in love with some Usher. Yeah, I do. 
He'll texturize on everything. And I think if you video came on, I was like, all right now. I was so glad when he sang that in Vegas. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yes. I'm having my whole my whole life. Full circle. Okay. So the next group that we have on this list is changing faces with their self-titled mm. debut album. Yeah. I will say that, you know, even just now going back and listening to this album, I don't feel like it was a very strong debut album. Mm. You know, they had some great songs, of course, Stroke You Up, R. Kelly, and Fooling Around. I don't and, mind. You know, <laughs> Keep It yeah. Right There, produced by Devontae Swing. But a lot of the songs kind of just sounded the same. A lot mm. of the songs sounded the same mm. for me. Um, and I was wondering... How did you feel and what impact do you think that this album had when it was released? Hmm. So let's go back to 1994, right? Mm -hmm. There was a sea <laughs> of female groups at this time, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah, of course, you got your TLC. You got your SWB, mm -hmm. you got your Embo, you got your Escape, you got all, 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 all the, the groups. groups. Mm -hmm. You know, there wasn't really a duo coming to the stage like like that. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, Cassandra and Sharice came from my alma mater, LaGuardia La High School. So, you know, <laughs> when I came, everybody was like, oh, you know, <laughs> this is where Change of Faces came from. Uh, yeah, so that's my personal connection. <laughs> we went to the same school. Um, but there was a there was a laid back quality to them mm -hmm. that I, I did appreciate that was so different from the other groups who were giving you so much of themselves. <laughs> there was like a laid back coolness to them uh, where they didn't need to try so hard to be heard. Um, the song just had like a cool vibe, like stroke you up and fooling around. Yeah. I think fooling around for me. <laughs> love love that song. It's, it's one of those. It's it one is. of those. So it there is. was there was a, a a place for them, you know, with with these songs that no other group I feel could have delivered in in their same uh, uh, personalities. Um, but I, I do, to your point, I do agree that there were other groups who were a bit more mm -hmm. uh, impressive to me. Absolutely, you know, the the people that I. That I uh, just laid out but i think it's the magic of you know r kelly yeah who who had a way with working with these uh female artists at the time you know this is right after you know working with Aaliyah and, mm -hmm. and so forth you know and, and giving his sound which we love so much already yeah, to these true, other true. artists so i think it was an extension of that and also getting his co-sign because you know r kelly could do no wrong <laughs> if R. Kelly said like something, I yeah. was gonna listen back in 1994. <laughs> you know, um, but an impressive crop of people that were invested in this album as well on the production side. Oh, so some great production. Uh, I think that was also very enticing to me. Um, as a full body of work, no, yeah. no. But there are some singles that I do love on here. You know, I think we all we sh we all share that that love for them. Uh, and I, I see their 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 need to be a part of the conversation about R and B. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because um, they they brought something. Yeah, they brought something different. They brought something a little more mellow, a different kind of girl mm -hmm. to the very to the, mid tempo. To the mix. 
Mm-hmm. Very mid-tempo. So, yeah, no. We love changing faces. <laughs> we do, we do. <laughs> all right. So, I'm going to keep moving with a group that we all love. <laughs> Black Street. Mm. Oh, Teddy Riley's next group after mm-hmm. Guy. Teddy Riley is just the man with the Midas touch. So this is true. <laughs> Teddy Riley got a group. Well, sign me up. What, what it sound like? <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't even matter. <laughs> um, yeah, this this album is is amazing. I I enjoyed this album so much um, because. Before I Let You Go mm-hmm. is to this day one of my favorite R&B songs. Oh. Uh, and y'all know why that damn Dave Hollister. My God. Kills it. Kills my it. goodness. It's always going to be Dave for me. <laughs> it's always going to be Dave. Uh, Chauncey Black is good too. Yeah, but, but it's Dave. It's about, it's about Dave. It's about Dave. Um, and this album, this debut album, uh, was great. Um I saw one of the earliest credits from Pharrell Williams mm-hmm. and Chad Hugo on Tonight's the Night. Yep. Great single. And then, you know, if you have Michael Jackson writing y'all a song. Ooh, joy. Oh, do man. I need to say more? Like <laughs> Michael said, Michael wrote something for y'all. It's done. Okay. It's okay. Done. It's, it's done. It's done. <laughs> it's done. Put that in. Uh, and Joy was a great, great song. You know, mm-hmm. this was around the time that Michael, uh, he, he in 1994, he married Lisa Marie. So mm-hmm. I hope, I don't know if that was a song written for Lisa Marie Presley, but I know that uh, Blackstreet delivered it. And it's such a smooth song. Check one, check two. Uh, I love that song so much. And then they did that great cover of Stevie Wonder's Love's Need a Love Today as oh, well. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, some great moments on this album. Booty call. <laughs> I always remember, uh, yeah, Bill Bellamy's uh, comedy special mm-hmm. called Booty Call. Uh, he used to play that intro at the beginning. Uh, we watched that when parents would sleep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to your point, this was the first and last album that we got to have Levi Little and Dave Hollister as members of the group because mm-hmm. after before I let you go, I mean, you know. You know Dave Hollister leaving. That was it. That's a done deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He don't need to be in a group. But again, y'all take note. You got to start in a group. You want to be known as just a, just your name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, Black Street's debut album. It was a gift to 1994, and yeah, Teddy Riley can do no wrong and continue to, uh, yeah, continues to wow us with his production. His name has shown up quite a bit on this list and and every episode that we do here on 90s rb university just can't talk help about it. him just gotta talk about him. yeah you gotta talk about him because he contributed so much to music and, mm-hmm. and i'm so glad he poured that into this group um we we can't even we won't because we're talking about 1994 but we can't talk about how they continue to elevate the name of black street yeah. uh moving on and the the amazing hits that came out of the group so but y'all know, y'all know, stay tuned for the next, <laughs> that, that year celebration <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> oh, oh, that was a good bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to come through with one of my, my favorite duos. We, we talked about duos earlier with debut albums, but one of my favorites is Sean May. Mm. <laughs> yes, their debut albums pronounced Jeanne, and you guys know. How you pronounce it? <laughs> Jeanne. 
Funny stories, all right, but just go ahead. I, go ahead. I, I, I saw Renee Newfall in the street in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and I remember like chasing her down, talking about Janae, Janae, Janae. And she was like, That's not my name. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I was young. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to her for correcting me, and I never forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> so Renee and Jean, continue. <laughs> yes, Renee and Jean got together, and Jeanne was born. Mm-hmm. What I love about this album is that it is so versatile in its sound. Like you have songs like "Hey Mr. DJ," and you have like "Groove Thing" that gives you more like a hip hop edge, and, and then you have songs like "Sending My Love." Which kind of gives you that same Ooh. that same edge, but it's it's like it's mellowed down a bit, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. I love that song. Beautiful in, that in the song. production, and of course, a lot of the songs were produced by Naughty by Nature. KG. <laughs> yes, but I love when the ladies break down and they give us a ballad. Oh, I know where you're going, mm-hmm. and you get to hear their their full vocal range and you hear songs like la 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 mm. where gene just uh, kills that vocal performance and it's just it's it's just beautiful mm-hmm. where you have songs like love me today where mm-hmm. you really hear you hear the range but also you hear all of the different influences in their sound because it's not just like a regular R&B album, you hear all those jazz influences that goes into yeah. it, and you hear all that instrumentation. And it was really something that was just different. It was just something different about this album, because like I said, it wasn't a regular R&B album. It can really be classified with some of the tracks as more of like on the Neo Soul Edge. Yeah. When you, yeah, really, when you really break it down and really listen to um, a lot of these songs. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, I feel that John A doesn't get enough credit as one of the pioneers of the neo-soul mm-hmm. sound. Oh, absolutely. Uh, to your point, yes, hey, Mr. DJ, full bop. Yep. Absolutely. But send in my love. Mm. Mm. And that beautiful album closer, everything happens oh for gosh, a yes. reason. Mm. Like we get back to just the the voice and the the piano and the harmony mm-hmm. of these two amazing ladies, um, they really set the stage for like seduce and mm-hmm. jazzy fat nasties oh, yeah. and les nubians and uh, of course blower tree. You know, I always get that blower tree vibe. Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they were just so smooth and sophisticated and and uh sexy uh, with their with their music but also knew how to have fun right with listen to the vibe yeah. and groove thing mm-hmm. and all and they're writing all this amazing stuff too so yeah yeah I, I i love this album i remember the first time that i heard it in 1994 i was hooked because it took you through all the everything that you could want from an r&b album was on here mm-hmm. it was the hip-hop soul but it was also the traditional uh, sound as well and you got to just hear those stripped vocals and say oh these ladies are so talented mm-hmm. um they're they're well-rounded musicians they're writing they're arranging they're doing all all the things you know and and you know beautiful brown women 
Yes. Looking like the ladies that I saw growing up, <laughs> you know, who, who could do it all. <laughs> you know? And yeah, pronounce John A, get it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very strong lady, though. Mm-hmm. All right. So up next, we have another freshman on mm-hmm. 1994. Your girl and mine. Yes. Ooh, it's the L I Y A H. Aaliyah, baby. No Can you believe it's 28 years ago? <laughs> this debut album dropped under the tutelage of R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> say what you want. <laughs> say what you want about that whole thing. Like, man this was music. such a smooth introduction. You gotta get back to the music, yeah. right? And back and forth, back and like, dope song, dope song. Um, and this was just one year after Kelly's own debut. It was interest, interesting to see what he could do for other artists mm-hmm. as well. Listening to this album, I never thought that she was 15 years old, 14, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Much never like thought. Usher, these youngins were singing beyond their years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, again, she stood out among the pack because she was so chill. Yeah. She set herself apart vocally and stylishly as well. Like, you know, the, the signature look of the sunglasses mm-hmm. and the, you know, always had a midriff showing, <laughs> but it was with the baggy jeans. The uh, and just, and... yeah, just a vibe about it. Keeping it smooth with the jazz attitude. <laughs> you know, I like that song <laughs> off the album. <laughs> for that one nation. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just song after song, like, yes, back and forth, but at your best. Mm. Mm. Like everything you thought you knew when she gave you that at your best and that acapella at the still beginning of that the note. remix. <laughs> mm. People still trying still to hit that hit note. That and please note. and please y'all stop. <laughs> you can't. You can't do it. Uh age ain't nothing but a number. Uh, down with the click. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it had a little bit of everything on it. Um, but where it shined most was when you really got to just hear. Aaliyah's vocals, her tender vocals. Um, I take that over any of the uh, songs of the time. Mm -hmm. It's really those timeless, those timeless cuts that she gave us. Um, Yes, there was uh, controversy around the relationship with she and R. Kelly, Mm -hmm. but it was a moment that had to happen as as a launching pad for her career and. And a beautiful legacy. Like, yeah. I can't imagine her catalog without some of these songs mm-hmm. on it. You know? Um, yeah, so, so, yeah, Aaliyah, we were blessed. We were truly blessed mm-hmm. in 1994. All right. Mm-hmm. Speaking on another member of our Holy Trinity, which we refer to as Aaliyah, Monica, <laughs> and Brandy. We talked about everybody. We talked today, about them right? all in this all episode. Them. Talked about them all. High five. <laughs> now to this last album. And we cannot end without talking about Brandy's debut album. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like just thoughts are just brooding in your head right now that you have so much to say. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. For me, I thought it was a very, you know, well rounded body of work. When she first released it, I remember the moment where I saw Brandy on the TV screen and the "I Want to Be Down" video, and I was like, "Wow, who is this chick?" Mm-hmm. 
you know, she had the braids mm-hmm. in. I think I had braids in at the time. I was like, oh, she looks like me. Like, you know, <laughs> you you know, you see yourself in people. You see yourself in these yeah. artists. Uh, but it wasn't until Baby came out for me where I was like, whoa. Like, I really, mm. really, really loved Brandy as an artist. I mean, with mm-hmm. ski goggles, turtleneck, puffer jacket, I wanted it all. I wanted it all. <laughs> did you have it all? Did you have it all? <laughs> <laughs> My mama was not buying me no ski jacket in Texas. All white. Okay? <laughs> We're not coming through with that in Texas. It's too hot. I don't care what season it is. It's too You got to commit. You got to commit to look. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> one of my favorite, and it still remains, like one of my favorite songs to date on this on this album, as far as singles go, and that is Best Friend. You know, mm. the song about her and, you know, her yeah. and Ray J and their relationship. And, yeah. I mean, as you see through the years, like, Ain't nothing happening without either one, you know, one or the other not being present or being there for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she also had like just some uh, incredible different songs on this album. And when you think about the production, like something for the people was just all up through this album. They really played a major part in in crafting her initial sound. I want to say mm-hmm. that because from from her debut album to her second album is shifted a lot, but that initial sound of where we where we found Brandy and where we started with Brandy, and you know how they really shaped her to be like America's sweetheart was really based on on this image and, and this sound that they gave her in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, and you know, to me, she's she's R and B sweetheart. She is right. She is. Um, and then to your point, thank you for sharing that story. You know, she she resonated with so many brown girls mm-hmm. who hadn't seen themselves uh, in, in music. Her her voice is was so is I should say is so nuanced. Um, and yes, she she has her her influences, um, mm-hmm. but she didn't sound like anyone. Not, it shouldn't even sound like, you know, for someone who adores Whitney Houston, she doesn't sound like Whitney Houston, right? And yeah, usually you can unique. hear you can hear someone's influence in their voice. <laughs> you know, like, oh, he sounds like Luther. Oh, he sounds like Michael. Or he's, you know, whatever, whatever their person is that inspired them. You know, she just came with her own, her own spin mm-hmm. on delivering every note. Um, this album... And this is why we love Brandy, right? She gave us personality. She gave us who she was. Mm-hmm. What really stands out, I'll go into the songs in a minute, but are the interludes, those dedication oh, yes. interludes, you know, where she lays out completely like these are the people who have, uh, who I stand on their shoulders, who mm-hmm. I'm inspired by, and the reason why I want to do this for the rest of my life. Um, and it's, they're such beautiful tributes throughout the album. Uh, that motivate you to continue listening and, and adore her and really uh, dive into the songs. Um, I remember, you know, just being, I, I was <laughs> in awe of this beautiful brown girl with this big smile, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I hadn't seen anyone that looked like her. I hadn't seen anyone in music with the box braids, all the, you know, and I want to be down. That mm-hmm. song just sounded so different. It was it was incredible. I could not stop playing. I want to be down the remix. Y'all know. We know how you feel it. about this remix. Yeah. But just like you, when baby came out, 
and she was in Times Square <gasps> getting down. Oh, and and, and I could, you know, yeah, and he could wear the big bear coats and all the stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you, you got know, the, the experience in coats. <laughs> it I was did cold not. over here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but then just to also flip that and her voice has so much in it, you know, where she could then take on this this jazzy mm-hmm. vocal of best friend and, and carry that and then do this broken hearted duet with Juan Ye. Yes, yes. And hold her own there. And in the album cuts as well, like I love Sunny Day and Moving On. Mm-hmm. There, there's so many. The, everything on this album kind of sets the stage and tells you more mind. about her. So we felt, yeah, we felt so connected to her. By the time you listen to this album, she is your homegirl <laughs> completely, you know. And it helped. It didn't help that we got to see her on television with Thea and mm-hmm. you know, and, and all the other shows and everything like that. So uh, it it was. It was great to to have someone like her come into the come into the uh, the landscape of R and B because it was really someone for our generation to grow up with. Whereas you know we we talked about those upper class men and and kind of just uh, carrying on the music that our parents mm-hmm. <laughs> gave us. But this was this was for us these artists in this this category of these freshmen. These were our uh, people to grow up with and and to tell our children about and we're still talking about these people (laughs) you know and we're still that's why we're still celebrating brandy at the top of this episode is she's still uh getting signed to record labels Mm -hmm. and then and making appearances and you know causing buzz uh yeah this i feel so blessed and fortunate that we grew up to see these artists take their first steps oh yes absolutely onto onto these this stage and to see now what they've become uh you know unfortunately we lost a baby girl but Mm -hmm. randy is still we still get excited when we see her when we hear her Mm -hmm. voice and can't wait to hear the new music because she continues to push the envelope and continues to grow and set uh, the trend for what music and, and vocals should be. Oh, yes. I need more <laughs> of these bars on this next album. I'm just saying. Oh, oh brand new. <laughs> <laughs> you were more queens. <laughs> well, a little bit more queens on there. She was, she was giving. She was giving. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what to expect. But, you know, it's someone who's not afraid to go there yeah. and, and use every bit of themselves and, and at a space now where they don't really have anything else to prove to anybody. Mm-hmm is a beautiful freedom that, that she's able to do that. And I'm just going to rap on the BET Awards this time. You know, <laughs> do, what, do what you like. You owe us nothing, Brandy. You really nothing don't. Nothing at all. Um, but I hope there's some good singing. I really do. Oh, yes. <laughs> on this new album. We know she's going to kill no it with the vocals. We know she yeah. is. Yeah, because it's, it's always a master class, especially watching that colors. It was it's mm. so exciting. So exciting. Um, hope she gets a tiny desk also. I need that to happen. Hmm. Let's do that. <laughs> but I will say, what a class of 1994. Yes. There was something for everybody, every generation to enjoy in 1994, and not just separately, but together. Great yeah, year. So, so please go back. I think we put together a hell of a playlist for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, as you get ready for these July 4th cookouts and things, mm-hmm. throw some of these songs on and just see how the uh, generations have a conversation together yeah. without even talking. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> 
All right. So look, this has been a mega episode because we were gone last week and we missed y'all. So we, we had did. a lot to talk about. Had to give y'all some extra, <laughs> a little extra. We get just a little extra. Just a little, just just a little bit. Extra. <laughs> Don't be mad at us. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot to say. We had to catch up. Yeah. Uh, but we want to encourage everyone to please let us know what what are your some some of your favorite albums from 1994, oh, some of your favorite artists that we may have forgotten from our list, because um, we know there are a lot that we forgot. But you know mm-hmm. we don't want one child to run like a versus battle and be all here all night long. So- <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got time for that. We don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so for the essence of time, y'all know what to do. Hit us up at 90s RNB University on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Let us know who you forgot, who you vibed with in 1994, or who you may have just discovered. We know there's some new fans that are listening to the <laughs> to this episode who may not have been around in 1994 as yeah. well. So check out some of these artists, get educated, and report back to the professor and the first lady, because <laughs> we want to know. Um, also, sign up for Cultural Coffee over at ZumboMedia.com. Yes. Every Friday morning, we are delivering articles from Shan and Kevin Jr. and Jalisa and the Scenes with Sisters and myself uh, and, and Jason as well. Uh, taking you down memory lane on the freshest era, the 90s, mm-hmm. whatever you need. We got it for you. Uh, and we want to remind everybody to please go to diaryofamadbrand.com and get your t-shirt, your swag for the summer. Yes. Uh, don't be caught out here with the hoodies. It's time to get the t-shirts. <laughs> so please get know. your t-shirts. Get fresh. It's too hot. Uh, <laughs> too hot. According to these kids, it is still hoodie season. <sighs> oh, okay. Well, if you the see kids somebody have on out, the hopefully they got on the R&B 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Sweatshirt. It's going to be my kid. He's going to be out there with his 90s R&B hoodie. <laughs> we love the love. Oh. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're going to cut out of here. But it is so good to be back here with you once again. Uh, back like we never left. Mm-hmm. All right. And we want everybody to have a safe week ahead. And we will check in with you next week for another bomb episode. You already know who it is. It's your boy, Be The Professor. And Shan, your first lady. And we love you, love you, love you, love you for guys. listening. Peace. One wish, one wish, one wish. <laughs> <laughs>